0: Hi kids, how you doing? Welcome to the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. I'm Sean Holly, aka Sean Holly, and over in the in the oh no, you're north now, aren't you? The Scottish Quarter, I think we call I was it. Say 270 miles south, we're about 190 miles north now, aren't you? I am indeed. N- the northernmost limits. Is Mr. Marland calling from Glasgow? Hello, oh.
1: hello. How are you? How are you, everyone? How are Tenpences? Hope you're all fine. Good. I'm fine. You fine. Mm. Mm. I'm going to do the whole podcast in the form of just noises. Maybe not. That won't work, will it? Not really. That's
0: my my job, not making sense.
1: Well, there's good things and bad things. Shall we start with some good things first? Yeah, Yeah, yes. Good things. Well, do you remember a while ago I bought a micro arcade Dig Dug? It was a little credit card sized video game that played Dig Dug.
0: Yeah, did
1: you bin it? I didn't, actually. I liked the look of it, and it just seemed really nice. But the actual game of Dig Dug on it was terrible. It, it wasn't even... Because what they normally do with these little arcade machines you get, like the, um, the arcade classics, is they put the NES version on there. Yeah. And the NES version of Dig Dug is actually quite a good version. But it doesn't play vertical, obviously, because it's got the, the left-hand screen and then the stats down the right because it's a horizontal screen. It wasn't that. They, they'd like redone it somehow... And it was terrible. And it's the same as the little little Arcade Upright thing. It's the same version as that in there. It's like, there was a bit in when you're playing it, if you sit under a rock on every other version as I know of, you just sit there and the rock stays above you. It only moves when you move away from it. So you can do that and wait for the enemies. It would just fall on you. So the game wasn't actually right. It was bugged to hell. It wasn't right. It just didn't work properly. So what I found, I was watching a video in the bath of someone... They removed some tiny jumpers inside the actual machine in in the on the PCB, because it's basically just a PCB and a screen and a little case around it. And some buttons can I do and a joystick. joke about
0: tiny jumpers? Go on, then. Do a joke about tiny jumpers. Go on. What do
1: tiny people wear, Vic? I don't know, Sean. What do tiny people wear? Tiny jumpers. <laughs> <laughs> can on, we, can we stop that now, Sean? Remember, it yeah. is void of light. It is void yes. of light. Whatever that means. So this thing, I was watching this video, and a chap on there had a Tetris one. Because you can get them, you can get Frogger, you can get Tetris, I think you might be able to get Space Invaders or Pac-Man. This is a different version of it. And they all look like the Argy Boy, which is actually quite a good little thing, but it just plays that one game. But similar to those little arcade machines you can get as well, the little tiny upright arcade machines, they put more than one game on the, the chip that's inside it. They put like three or four. So when they're manufacturing them, they've got little jumpers, and they just solder on one of the jumpers and that makes that game boot up and only play that game. But if you move the jumpers or resolder another one, you can get different games. And what you can do is you, if you attach little tiny wires to it and a little a little switch, you can actually switch between the different games on boot up. So I thought, oh, I wonder if the Dig Dug one's got it. And I couldn't find any information about someone opening up a Dig Dug and trying it. So I thought, what the hell? It's either going to get put into a better game or it's going to get thrown in the bin because it's awful. So I open it up Remove one of the, the the jumpers. It's got two jumpers on. Oh, there's four points. It's got two jumpers on two of the points. So I remove one of the jumpers, turned it back on. Frogger started up. Well, that's nice. nice. I took another one off. I, I just jumped at it with a pair of tweezers just as I booted it up. And Galaga came on. Nice. What so, versions? I don't know. I think they have re- rewritten versions for the tiny screens, but they actually play almost like the real thing. So Frogger plays quite nice. It's got really really annoying music, which you can... There is actually a switch to turn the music off or on, and you can just turn hmm. it off, because it's not the actual arcade music. But the game actually plays quite well, and it's a much better version than the Dig Dug version of it. So what I've done is rather put in a... Because I'm not too keen on Gallagher anyway, I don't care about Gallagher. Instead of putting a little a little switch in there, because it's quite a thin thing to attach a switch to, it look a bit ugly, I've just left it on Frogger. So that thing is, it actually I might actually play it once in a while now, because with Dig Dug being so bad, I'd never played it. I might as well just chucked it out. But now I've got Frogger on there.
0: I've got a Frogger! Ace! You still got that Frogger that you put into a VF. Is it called a VFD thing? A VFD. Yeah, spoke? I
1: put a Raspberry Pi a few years ago, a full Raspberry Pi setup with a zero, playing the arcade version of Frogger into an old grandstand or a CGL VF, VFD game. You know, the, the vacuum formed display? games so i took yeah. all that carefully out and it was still i actually sent the innards to someone repairing one in i think they were in australia or new zealand because they, they found, I found my family video of me doing it they said oh I don't suppose you got the old bits so i said yeah i'll send it you if you're free if you want they just sit in a box doing nothing and i've got another one anyway working one so i just gave them away so hopefully he's uh, he or she has, has put that into a an old thing and got it working
0: so nice. that's a good
1: thing. I sorted that out. That was nice to actually get something working and, and you know usable again. And recently, I finally bit the bullet. Again, I bit the bullet. Yeah. <laughs> and reinstalled the chunks in Windows 7 embedded Groovy Mane with Attract Mode on one of the PCs that was in my vertical pony. If you cast your mind back of me moaning about it before... I've had that set up in that Pony, and it killed itself. Yeah. For some reason, all I did is you play the games, you turn the machine off at the wall because it's set to read only, so it shouldn't corrupt the C drive, right? Mm. And I was doing that. I'd play some games. I'd turn it off at the wall. I'd come in another day, play some games, turn it off at the wall. Absolutely no problem. One day, turned it on, blue screen to death. God's sake, what's happened here? You know, I wasn't using the computer as a Windows computer. It was just doing one job, playing Mame through a track mode and Groovy, that's all it was doing, nothing else. Mm -hmm. And it killed itself. So I reinstalled everything, got all my ROMs back on, blah, blah, blah. Months later, did it again. And it's been off all this time. And I thought to myself, what I'll do now is because I couldn't get on with Groovy Arcade, which is the Linux version, because for some reason it wouldn't display properly using the the Jammer ASD... PC interface I got, which is very like a JPack, an Ultimark JPack. It mm. just wouldn't. I think it was the I think it was the ASD that wasn't working properly because the menus wouldn't display at all, which is a black screen. But if you use the controls on the machine to play a game, like you press one player start, a game would come up and it would display absolutely perfectly in the right resolution, oh, yeah. and you could play it no problem. As soon as you quit out of it, black screen again. So it wasn't displaying the menu for some reason, and I don't know why. I think it's because the menu is 640 by 480. And obviously the games are 240p, which is a lesser, better for an arcade screen, but they are capable of displaying 640 by 480 interlaced. Mm. So I got rid of that and I'd just been using it for, for mister recently, my mister setup. And I thought, yeah, I'm really missing. A lot of the games aren't on mistol. I need a MAME setup again because I've got MAME horizontal, and that's been fine ever since I put it on. It's never gone wrong once. It's been brilliant. Touch wood. Is that a
0: chunks in thing as well? It's
1: exactly the same setup, but it's a horizontal setup. And as far as I know, it's got the same Dell PCs inside because I bought them both off Rich with the setups already on there. So I'm not sure why one was working and one wasn't. But that's Windows for you. That's why I don't like Microsoft Windows. So my idea this time is right thinking to myself it probably will kill itself one day somehow so what i'll do is reinstall it get all the roms on i want on there and i'll take an image of the whole hard drive i'll take the hard drive out image it keep it as an image file an iso file we're to call it and when it does die if it, if it, if it does what i'm sure it probably will do i can just pop that drive back in reinstall the image exactly as it was and hopefully everything should be back to normal again that's my theory anyway so I've been going through some of the um, some of the ROMs, and they've been, all been pretty good, actually. They're working pretty well. A few didn't. And what I found out is I need, needed the main... Sound like a motorbike starting up, then. I need the merged versions of them. Because some of the... In the later versions of MAME, I don't know from, from how far back it's gone, is say you have the Dig Dug ROM, which has got the ROMs in it from the arcade machine. Sometimes they won't work because MAME needs some extra files which are common to different Namco boards. So there's a, if you look in the, the ROMs nowadays, there's a bunch of Namco, Namco then a number, .zip. And I think it's shared ROM files or maybe it's some custom chips, I don't know, that MAME needs. But in the merged versions, everything's already in there.
0: Yeah, that's good, isn't it? And and there's different versions as well in there. Like it can be bootlegs and hacks and all yeah, sorts. Yeah, Japanese of things.
1: version, world version, Euro, whatever. Yeah, but they're working now, and it it is a joy to have them back on there and be able to play them. I had a quick, a very quick game of Volga, So I was just trying to get everything working, and then what I'll do is I'll before I finalize it. I'll make sure all the cursors are set to dots so you don't see any Windows branding at all, no no cursors when the screen comes on, no mouse cursors, and also set it to read only. And then what I'll do is I'll, take the, I'll physically take the hard drive out, image it on this PC I've got in the hobby room, put it back in, and hopefully it'll be okay, and keep the image saved somewhere.
0: Mm, and then if idea. it does
1: go wrong, I can just re-image it, and hopefully everything will be exactly as a snapshot of what it was working as. That would be nice. That'd be very, very nice. So that's one thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's good. And what else have we been up to? Well, there's the bad things. Yeah, there's a few bad things, right? I have this problem, right? When things go wrong, I get a bit of a downer on. But sometimes it's not just one thing. It'd be a ton of things goes wrong, and i was just, why is it just me? The things are going wrong for. And it's just silly little things, and things just get worse and worse. I think it's just my personality. But I'm so close to throwing the towel in with all these arcade things, because obviously I've moved up here and everything. Things, I really like living in Scotland. Work's not great, but it's not so bad. The house market's a bit mad at me, so we can't buy a house or rent this place. And things aren't exactly as I'd like them to be at the moment. But hopefully before long they will be. I mean, I really like the, the place we live in, I like the area. It's lovely. I really like it here. So things are getting me down a bit, and because we moved into this flat, only temporarily, I haven't really got a lot of room to move around, and there's stuff everywhere, and it's you know there's things in place that it shouldn't be, and it's a bit annoying. I've still got not a lot of room to move around. I've got rid of a few arcade machines as well, which is not a problem, not too worried about that. I'm fine get rid of them. But it's the that that PC, the main PC I was talking about, right, that's died twice. So that's an arcade thing which is not great for the hobby. When things just fail for no reason. If I if I'd pulled a wire or been clumsy or been messing around with it and it had broken down, you know, it's my own fault. I can understand that. I was messing around with the file, I deleted something. It doesn't work anymore. Fair enough. It's my. It's on me. Reinstall it. Bite the bullet. Whatever. But because I was just using it as it should be used, and basically Rich Chunksin, who is brilliant, made an image for everyone to use, which is basically bulletproof. It puts. You set it so it's read-only on the C drive, and it works everything off a partition on the D drive. So when you turn the computer off at the wall, it can't really corrupt anything. It can't interrupt the computer right into the C drive, you know, when when it shouldn't be or whatever. It should just work, yeah. and that's the. Th- and for some reason, it just it just didn't work, and it really should. So I'm thinking, well, you know, it's just me against luck. So that's gone twice, right? But then in brackets in our in our instruction in our notes here I've got it does feel good to have a working setup again it is really good because I like having all those games there and it it looks lovely in in the pony everything it's brilliant Um, Groovy Arcade which I did have which is the Linux version of this which I tried to work on it just would not work and I'm thinking now it maybe is an incompatibility with the Jammer ASD interface because not that many people use Jammer ASD interfaces most people use the Ultimark Jpacks or an iPack Mm. or whatever so maybe it's just something to do with that. Maybe it's just not built for that. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't switch resolutions. I have no idea what's going on with it.
0: Mine's fine, but I, only use, I use
1: a JPEG of mine. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm using yeah. JAMA ASDs with both of mine, so I'm not sure if it's something to do with that. Anyway, um, I bought these ponies, these new ponies, and I thought that both the tubes in the, in the ponies were knackered, and I've actually proved they are now. The colour guns are toasted in both tubes. They're just not working properly. Uh, both chassis need repair, and I've got one repaired already. So that was £100, and it'll be £100 to get the old fixed. I would have thought, or maybe a bit more. It depends what parts needed. So that's not great. Remember I sold on my Isis cabs? I sold the one that had Berserk FGPA in it. I sold yeah. it, uh, and it took a few weeks for Martin to come and pick it up because he obviously gets to come to Scotland and you know get his schedule sorted out and everything. So the night before he was picking it up, I was just tweaking it to get the picture a little bit better because it's a little bit fuzzy. I was just making sure that, because it's a new user, he's never had a cab before. So I wanted to make everything as painless as possible for him. I was just messing around with it, just trying to get it right. And for some reason, it just went all over the place. The monitor was shaking, it wouldn't sink properly. I was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> and the guy had already paid me for it. So I was like, I sort of said to him, look, I'm really sorry. I don't want, I'm going to give you money back it's not working and he he got really upset he was like oh no i've bought these things for it and i've got a new marquee and i've got a pcbr and i said look i just don't want to i don't want to sell you something that's not working because it's new to you i don't want you having all this bad feeling to start with he said oh no no and in the end i i persevered with the monitor i got it working a bit better and i said to him look i'll give you a bunch of money off If you're happy with it, to get the monitor fixed, I'll take the chassis out for you. I'll wrap it safely. So, and in the end, I actually sent the chassis off to someone to be repaired, and he's going to get it repaired and everything. And he was ecstatic, and he's got the cab now, and he's really happy with it. I just didn't want somewhat a new, a new person to the to the hobby to have a a downer to start with. Because if someone sold me a cab, it's my first cab, and it got here and it didn't work, I'd be massively upset. I didn't want that, but he mm, was the other yeah. way. He was like, oh, I really need the Cowboy really one. I said, okay, I'll sell it to you. But that was a, a like. It was a massive ball lake at the time. So I just can't be bothered with all the negativity. I'm not, I'm not enjoying things not working. When I'm actually playing some games, it's quite good. And I was recently on the main PC in here the other night, just going through... Uh, certain years in Maine. But I was starting at 1981. I was looking for some weird games to play on the podcast, and I've actually wrote a little n- list down of what I was playing, and hopefully they'll be in in the podcast in the future. So I'm looking towards the positive side of it, but it's not going to take much for me to just quit this.
0: You'll be right. You're just having a bit of a down, yeah. Every time
1: downtime. I was talking to my wife the other night about it, saying, you know, when I got when I got nothing to do, I just look at my phone for a minute. Go on Facebook or whatever. Nothing much on there. I'm worried about. Go on Twitter, and there's every now and again you get it, but there's not many people talking about anything interesting to do with the arcades, or the hobby. There's no one making anything decent. I go on the videos to watch in the bath. and There's not, nothing going on at the moment. i just like, Ugh. I need I need more stimulation and things to watch and get into and, and talk about. There doesn't seem to be much going on at the moment. Some like on the forums. There's not a lot. Really going on that I'm that interested in, mm. uh, but maybe a visit to our arcade club because we've got one at the end of October, haven't we?
0: Yeah.
1: So maybe that might reinvigorate me. Hopefully, hopefully it will.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I have been. Oh, yeah. I minute, mean, minute. Been keeping up with the fitness and the diet thing and the self defence thing and and like. Do you know what? Is that self-defence thing with, with Tra- Trev McGraw? Crap Margaret. Crap Margaret? Crap Margaret. Let's say you remember it. It's Krav Magar. Krav Magar. It's really tough. It's, the workout is just brutal. It's really tough. And if you can get through that without aching and being bruised, then you're on. You're on for the, on for the techniques for the, for the next hour. Oof, oof. Watch this, Vic. Oof, 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 Chop in the throat. Ow. Oof. Ah. Uh, yeah, so I'm Chinese that. burn. Ooh, guess what I did? Right, I was size thirty four waist. Been size thirty four waist for years, and I was like, i was losing weight. they like, cut down on the carbs, cut down on the booze. I've had no booze at all since we last talked. Good lad, that's cool, isn't it? And mm. I'm not, not not missing it. I'm I'm on non-alcoholic all the time. This is a brew dog, non-alcoholic. I think it's called Nanny State. It's nice. Uh, I, I've mm. I've just gone off beer. I've noticed recently. Um, guinness which
1: was my favorite tipple have brought out a zero percent alcohol guinness and apparently it's quite good why can't we bother to try it
0: yeah then then it's not the ipas and that are not they're not quite there they're not not like like a full fat one but they're, they're nice they're decent mm. so i bought some more bought some more jeans and stuff and I, I bought some more shirts. They're all too big for me. So I bought medium-sized shirts instead of large. I've, I've been in large shirts for sure, years. Sure, it's okay. You'll grow into them. you be all right. And, <laughs> and I've just got some more jeans. I've bought size 32 jeans. I've just bought some more jeans today that are size 30. Oh, my I God. I haven't that.
1: got into a size 30 jeans since I was about 12. Well, I haven't.
0: So what's going on there? There'll be nothing left of you soon. It's all just, yes, I think it's just the fitness and... You do one thing, I might have said this on the podcast, I can't, remember. you do one thing and it snowballs, you do, like I've done some fitness, so I'm not going to overeat, I'm not going to have a drink because I don't want to overeat, uh, you know, put the weight back and it just snowballs and you end up being like a healthier person. Yeah, but what about pies? I've not had a pie. Oh my God, your life's over. I don't have any bread. I have, a, I have bread when we go out. Oh, you know, like, but what about pie sandwiches? Right for like a meal, I have bread. And like a, a pizza or something. So you've not had, had a, a pie p- sandwich. I don't like pie sandwiches. Oh, pie so sandwich! your
1: life's over. There's nothing like a pie sandwich.
0: A pie sandwich. I just no. Have you ever had a mashed and, potato sandwich? Oh, it's so and, good. Anything like that, like chips, mashed potato, fish fingers in a sandwich, in, in yeah. the middle of bread. I just just do not like it. Sure. Yes. Get out. Get out. Get out of my get out of my viewing thing on the laptop. Guess what I've been doing, Vic? Right, you need to tell everyone. I don't know if you were doing this last time or not, but Sean's Arcade. Just about to start it, yeah, I think. Sean's Arcade YouTube channel. YouTube extravaganza. It's me mucking around, and for a change,
1: I have ideas. So when I come and visit you, I'll have to record one, and I've got some ideas. My di- di- my directorial tributes.
0: It's got to be arcade related.
1: Oh yeah, it's mainly it's mainly me hitting you with things.
0: Oh, that's all right. That'd be that'd be funny.
1: To try and keep you concentrating on stuff rather than just wandering off into your own weird
0: abyss. I'll do
1: that, and I've done I've done, I've done yes, a walk do. around
0: of arcade club Billy. I've done one on early Capcom games. I've I like done- that one. That was good. I just did another one, and I walk around an arcade club. Leeds went there last Saturday, nice. and I also went. We went to Flashback Arcade in Bradford as well.
1: Ah, I asked you on the message, and you ignored me. I said, "What
0: is Flashback?" I didn't know what it was. That's an arcade in Bradford. I put Flashback Bradford, and you—if you Google that—it mm. would have come up with Flashback Arcade.
1: Or you could have just beamed the information directly into my brain. That'd have been yeah. easier, wouldn't it? Yeah. Duh.
0: So that's a pretty decent arcade. So I'm going to. I'm going to... Is it a, a, an older arcade or a modern arcade? What's in there? Do you know Mo Patel? Do you know him that sells all the candy cabs? Videotronics.
1: Yes, oh, I do. I know,
0: him. I know of. I've never met the guy, but yeah, I think I've bought stuff from him before as well. Yeah. Well, it's obvious he's used his his cabs, candy cabs, to build this arcade. Because even oh, okay. even like the stuff like ghouls and ghosts and. Shinobi and Puzzle Bubble are in Candy Caps. It's there's fine. A, That's a nice home for them. Yeah, there's not many classics. There's a load of fighters. There's a load of driving games. And there's a, a few rhythm games. And these big bespoke kind of... There's Star Wars Battle Pod in there, which is amazing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Big, massive thing.
1: Oh, is that the one with a really big screen in front of you, the curved screen?
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, sitting, right. yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. sitting in an upside-down peach. Yes. A, lo- a large one, though. Yes, you know, there massive, Fairy. massive massive peach not a fairy it's like it's got like a like a plastic shell if you imagine eating the peach like that it, like you have a, a crunch plastic peach peach yeah. hairy yeah juicy yeah not, not hairy but like slimy yeah
1: yeah
0: well, carry on who am i see what i mean this is yeah. why you need
1: someone to come and poke you with a boxing glove or something
0: yeah so right yeah so that's, I'm, I'm doing that, so that's, it's a bit of a learning curve on the old YouTube editing and thumbnails and stuff. I've been, ah. I've been researching so much stuff on it. It's, it's a science. To get a good thumbnail that people click on is an actual science.
1: But you do know you can use your shiny new MacBook to edit the videos. It's easy to edit videos on, on Apple, whatever it's called, Movie, iMovie, whatever it is.
0: Yeah, you've lent me a MacBook Air, haven't you?
1: Yeah, permanent loan. Permanent loan, probably. You've got my flipping vec fee, haven't you? I'm not getting yeah. that back in a hurry. Am I? You can have it if you want. Nah, you're
0: right. Enjoy, enjoy your Vectrex, son. I'm just. I haven't really looked at the Mac, but well, we're recording now on the Mac, and I've got I've got my Linux laptop with the notes on. So that's all they're good for. So I've got two screens. I don't have to minimise you to look at my notes. Excellent. And with your your old eyes, Me eyes, me eyes. Yeah. So I've, yeah, so I'm loving Sean's arcade. It's great, and and also I'm quite ooh, liking it as well. This is this is a new thing that's happening. There's a new retro games night in Blackburn. Ooh. from a company called. Well, it's a franchise actually called Geek Retreat. Geek Retreat. And the guys, I actually know him. I met him a couple of times, and and he's he's asked. Well, he asked Lewis to do the back, like a something similar to the back cave. Yes. And Lewis couldn't do it because obviously he's got kids, and he's, he's got a job. He's got 17 children. He's got a tribe of children. He's got yes. four tribe of children and a job, and that's so I said, I'll have a do. So, I'm having a do, because I have done it before. What day is this on? This Saturday coming up.
1: Oh, cool. Is it a monthly thing, or a weekly thing, or what? I think it's a monthly
0: thing, yeah. See how it goes. This one's going to be... It's it's a modern game for the... like the, It's like we do a featured game. It's a competition game.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's going to be... Mario Kart Deluxe. Mario Kart 8 on the Switch. I think it's 8 Deluxe smart, on the Switch. Okay. Which I know nothing about, so I'm frantically trying to learn it, so I don't look like a fool when I'm trying to you know, do the commentary on it. And that big dragon guy in the pink car skidded around the corner. That well, looks it's like shocked a, a tortoise at someone
1: else, and there's nanas it's everywhere.
0: tortoise's head, and there's a stupid girl in a pink dress who's just been hit by a banana. Sounds normal sort of everyday life to me, though. No? I could just do that. That'd be all right. Well, why not? That's yes. your, that's your shtick. Uh, yeah. Also, been to, yeah, like I said, Flashback arcade in Bradford, with Charlie Farnett, then me Charlie Farnett, went to Soul's house to fix his, uh, fix one of his cabs. He lives in an ocelot? Uh, not ocelot. That's a small dragon, in it? No, it's not. It's a small, it's a small furry tiger. It's, yeah.
1: It? It's, it's a, Big cat, but small. He it's lives. Oh, me. he lives in Osset. Not, not. because I, cause I thought Sol lived in a massive ocelot for a second. Here I am in my big ocelot. Did lovely. Day. You got a cheeky chin, oh aye. <laughs> that's probably. A, yeah, I think that's how he speaks. Uh, so we went round his
0: house. What, and, what did you and, fix?
1: You didn't fix anything. You probably broke more stuff than you. I didn't fix
0: tons of stuff. No, you didn't. You lied. No, I didn't fix anything. We. Tronads went round and did some soldering. I wasn't looking because I was playing uh, Souls Pinball, which is Demolition Man Pinball. Ooh, he's got a pinball, has he? Yeah, he's got a few chip shop Ooh, jammer cabs type of things. He hasn't got any dedicated. got five or six chip shop jammer cabs that are looking, and he, he you know, swaps boards out in them. Cool. And then from there, we did three. Yeah, then, then we went to Arcade Club Leeds, mm-hmm. and you can see that on the on the Sean's Arcade YouTube video that's available now. It's all good comic stores is it out that I mean, one the leeds one yeah just oh, today good. i will watch that in the bath next time i have a bath it's incredible it's so good oh, so the, good the production values have gone up from crap to almost all right N- nearly nearly all right they've We're gone up to mm. mm. met, met. i am jimmy and danny frothmeister at leeds as well so it was a good good a long day but a good day though. mr frothmeister not seen him in a long time is he all right yeah, it's fine. Yeah, he, Good. he came to pick up a Goliath control control panel off a of train ads. yeah Yeah. Oh, okay. They did one of them clandestine swaps in the car park, like a like a sort of weird drug deal with yeah. control panels, though. Yeah. Got to see you smoke one of them, kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to see a comedian with an old mate, Gary Delaney. Have you heard of him? Ooh. He's a one-liner guy. I know the name, I know the he's name. Been, he's been on telly, he's been on Mock the Week, and he's been on a couple of other things, but this, this was a bit more rude, but it's it's, all, it's, a, it's quick quickfire one line, so it's funny. Is he married to Sarah Millican? He is. He yes, is,
1: yeah.
0: yes, I knew the name. Yeah, he's good. I've seen him,
1: I think I saw him in Kingston years ago. I used to go to a comedy club in Kingston. He's very good.
0: Yeah, that was really cool. good.
1: And Sarah Milliken's brilliant as well.
0: Yeah, and last, and we've been to Lyme in Cheshire, me and wife, making use of our National Trust membership, which we haven't, which we haven't been able to do much of. What happens yet. in Cheshire? Cheshire, it's a lovely big building. It's a place called Lyme, Lime. Lyme, L Y M E, and there's Lyme Hall and there's Lyme massive big walk around. You need to go two days, I think. Yeah, cool. It's a mass massive big country walk, you know, making use of our National Trust membership, so we're having a walk around there. And we're gonna, you're going to have to go twice because it's such a massive and lovely area. Sounds good. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, we've been, been quite uh, quite enjoying stuff. Talking about going to places,
1: not arcade-related at all, but my 11th year anniversary to my lovely wife is in October, and we have booked a hotel very near the Galloway Forest
0: so Ooh. we're going to do the,
1: the night skies thing that you did that time. Yeah. It's
0: going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Tronati's going as well. You could share a hotel room with him. No, thanks. Because <laughs> he, he <laughs> usually stays under a bridge because he's a troll. Yeah, you, there's there's a hotel on the outskirts. probably going to the same one. It's called New, some, New Galloway Inn or I don't know. New New Hotel by the side of a bridge. It looks quite nice. That's, a,
1: that's a nice, catchy name, isn't it, for a hotel? Yeah, it,
0: is. it is. They cool. need to sort that sort that out. Hello, I would like to know, what are the games you've been playing? A lot. Yeah, it got stuck into the early Capcom games, that YouTube channel. There's some really good ones on there. Hikamaru, I know you've been going on about it for years. piggy Maru but I did have a, good, a decent hour on it. And it's a lot better than Pengo, isn't it? At least it's like... Oh, yeah. It's, it's more evolved, isn't it? And there's like the typical Capcom little secrets and the, all the little bonuses you can uncover on that. X Dex is I've been playing, Section Z, Section Z, That was that's, that's nice. Which one's Section Z? It's You know, Sidearms, it's, it's the prequel to Sidearms. Oh, hello, Side Arms. hello, hello, stop, let me stop you right there. What? Section Z's on my list. Is it? Yep, it's one of the ones I was playing the other day. Someone recommended it to us years ago, I can't remember. Mm. Trojan, one that you recommended, yes. a bit like Kung Fu Master. A little bit, yeah, I quite like it, I'm getting into it. Yeah, it gets really hard later on. It's it mm. stupidly hard. Yes, I've been playing them, and then also my go-to games are still Sunsun Sun and Vulgas playing them a lot, and also I've been playing our featured game as well.
1: Mm. So I said earlier I was looking through some main games, trying to find some stuff for the podcast to play, because recently, for the podcast, the last few months, I've not really enjoyed the game that much. Mm. Uh, this one you would be surprised to hear I didn't enjoy that much um, the, what was the last one we did, It's my choice wasn't it I forgot what it is now, no it was your choice
0: Golf. I did not enjoy golf at all I, I yeah I, like I said I thought it was a bit of a nostalgia trip but I did, did quite enjoy it Janky and before that Mrs Dynamite and Mr Do's Wild Ride and then Viper Phase 1 oh we're getting to some classics, Viper Phase 1 nah. Darius Gaiden, Black Tiger there's been some brilliant games. I didn't enjoy most of them you know Radical
1: Radial. Now that was a gem. That was. I'll never forgive you for that. <laughs> it's good. Never again! It's good. Anyway, I've been looking for some games to play. Odd ones, little janky ones, ones I might have forgotten about. And here are some for you. Have you ever played a game called Dommy before? D O M M Y, as in a shortened version of Dominoes. I've dummy. heard of
0: it. Is it like a guy in a blue sort of boiler
1: suit? No, no. It's like a weird Pengo style game with dominoes. you got to find the dominoes, you push them onto this conveyor belt, and when there's a load on there, you can knock them all over for bonus points. And there's like weird characters trying to chase you and get you. It's a weird little game, but it's quite fun. Load Runner. It's a classic old 8-bit game. Load Runner 1? Well, there's loads of them, but yeah, I suppose the first mm-hmm. one. Because they because Load Runner was, uh, I think it started on the Apple II. And obviously there's Commodore 64, Atari 8-bits, and all that sort of stuff. And I think it was converted to the arcade with obviously updated graphics and sound by iRIM. That's a good little game on the arcade. Here's another one. If you play this one, Ninjakun Maiju no Bokan. It's no. basically, it reminds me of some of the levels on Mario 2, Super Mario 2. You know, when you get the sort of the hills and you climb up the hills, you're doing that being taking out ninjas, little ninjas. And they like chuck ninja stars out. You've got to knock them out and then grab the thing behind them.
0: Right.
1: You're sort of always climbing up the level, taking these ninjas out, going up another level. It's a real fun little game. Jumpy cute ninjas. Mm
0: -hmm. Timber, a good axe em up. Is that on the MCR hardware? It is, yeah.
1: I quite like it. It's quite a charming Mm.
0: little game, that. You have to chop down
1: trees. Chop down trees, etc, etc. I don't know about that. I think I've tried that. Fairyland Story. Have you ever played that one? Yeah, but
0: like you've put here a prequel to Bubble Bubble. It yeah, similar it's a good it's
1: little game. I quite like it. Got a few of the characters in it that did actually appear in Bubble Bubble. Yeah. And, as we said earlier, Section Z. It's a good horizontal shooter with a nice left and right shooting mechanic, which is they use later on in games like um,
0: Sidearms,
1: sidearms, yeah. Sidearms. Uh, I think cotton. You can turn around, and death smiles. Death smiles. Yeah, you can turn around in that and shoot from behind you as well. So I quite like that game. It's got it's tough, but I like it. Is that like me? Tough, what? tough, but likable. Mm, the other way around, really soft and unlikable. <laughs> Trojan, as you said, kind of like kung fu master, which I would yeah. love. And um, I've got to the level where there's a sort of little cave bit. And he's a round baddie, and he you got to jump over him, and I can't quite get the jump right, and it keeps killing me. Oh, he turns into,
0: like, a football or something, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, and he, he tries yeah. to spin, knock you over. It's like a turrican ball. Yeah. So I've got to that bit, but I'm, I'm going to keep out that game because I quite like it. I like those little games.
0: Isn't that a weird setting, Trojan? Because you're like a medieval guy, but it's... Um, it's a, a village. Sh- a sword and a shield, and it's a modern setting. You're going through factories it's and It's like a, a
1: dystopian setting. It's like a sort of... Um, you know, after a world war or something kind of thing. Oh, God, it is odd, yeah. but it's a great little game. I quite like it. It is odd. And another one is a Mariner. It's a janky scramble clone. It's quite janky, and it's like at the end of the level, there's little sort of bosses which are really
0: easy to kill. So it's kind of like scramble with bosses, which I quite like. Underwater. Mm. I think it's also known as 800 Fathoms. It might well be, you know,
1: but I know as Mariner. I turned mm. the clones off when I was looking at the stuff. So they're, they're games that the listeners will probably hear about in the podcast in, in the coming few months.
0: Mm. 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 Arcade News. Right, this is a weird one. This is maybe more for Brent and Whitney, really, I think. On the Broken Token podcast. Yeah, because it's more pinball-oriented, yes. but it's... What they're doing, is Stern, at least Stern are still sort of trying to innovate in that. They're, like, trying to put, like, smartphone technology into the pinballs and, like, uploads. and. Mm, why, though? And, and like, a, there's a bar, you know, like, like a bar along the bottom of the pinballs where you can swipe and, like, motions. Is really? Yeah. that's What, what trying
1: for?
0: To for the mini games and stuff like that, I think. Oh, please. Please stop. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I don't know if they're going too far, but I'm I can't
1: sure. see the, the hardened pinball people wanting that. I'm sure Brent and Whitney will get into that. I'm sure. The last time I listened to the the Broken Token podcast, they were talking about Stern losing some of their designers. They lost one guy. I can't remember what he did now, but they lost one of their famous designers. I think Steve. Is it Steve Ritchie?
0: Oh yeah, he's the mega
1: famous. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone to Spooky Pinball, I think. Anyway, that's pinball. No one cares about pinball. Well, they do. Ah, here's one. The last podcast, maybe the one before, uh, Mike's Arcade, which is a really good arcade um, parts supplier in America. I've bought loads of bits from uh, Mike's before. They had a big fire at their premises, and they lost a lot of work, and they thought the business was going to end because they lost everything they had. And a GoFundMe was started up to help them out. I, I put in $20, and I'm sure lots of other people who listen to the podcast and put some money in to help Mike out. And I was... Just one night, I noticed I got an email saying, your GoFundMe has been refunded. I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. I said to my wife, have you seen this? And she says, oh, that's usually if something dodgy's gone on or something. I said, oh, right, okay. So I sent Whitney a message saying, oh, do you, have, have you had your, your money refunded from Mike's? And he said, yeah, I've had, because they, they reported on it as well. We found out later on, there was absolutely no nefarious reasons at all. Mike put up a a, a, a disclaimer later on saying, We've decided to give everyone their money back because uh, insurance and, and the things we've we've managed to get here have all worked out well, and everything's okay, so we don't need the money. Thank you for, for helping us, but here's your money back. That's unusual, isn't it? Yeah, so Mike's obviously a super trusting guy, trustworthy guy. He's getting on okay. Maybe, maybe the insurance has paid out and there's no snags, and hopefully they can get Back to business and get get. I think I think we've already got new premises lined up, and hopefully get back to business. Okay, so everyone's had their money back. Hopefully everything's going to be okay for him. I really do hope so because he's a great person to deal with.
0: oh that's all right. That's mm, cool. Very man. cool. they have got a couple of retro. Would you call them d remakes? There's there's one here which this is brilliant. This someone's doing. i oh, yeah. put two two links two Twitter links. Hopefully they'll you can click on them. Pitfall running on Galaxian hardware, the Atari 2600 Pitfall running on Galaxian hardware. Which is brilliant in itself. Yeah, there's two There's two links there. One one is a bit farther along in, in the development of it than the other. But it's got like a proper, you know, like a crosshatch loading screen and all that. Like. It looks good. It looks like Pinball. Pit, pinball? Pitfall. Pitfall. looks like Pitfall.
1: Do you know what? Pitfall should never have been put into the arcade like it did because sega did pitfall and they completely revamped the graphics and it just didn't really work very well they'd used i think it was like system one hardware for it so it looks very similar to a lot of their early games Mm. and i just didn't think the style worked with pitfall because everyone knows what pitfall is supposed to look like
0: it's supposed to look like the 2600 version it was kind of a mashup between Pitfall 1 and 2. I've played it a bit. It's all right. I think it's all right.
1: Yeah, I didn't really get on the yeah. graphics. And, and It's good as, as a standalone game, but if it's supposed to be pinball, it doesn't really work. It's like the 2600 version of Pac-Man. It's not a bad little maze game for Atari 2600, but it's nothing like Pac-Man.
0: Mm. It doesn't
1: look like it, it doesn't sound like it, but it is actually quite a decent maze game, even though it's a bit flickery. It's still quite good for the 2600, but nothing to do with Pac-Man, really. Mm. Yeah, this this version in the arcade, especially on sort of, it's actually seventies hardware because Galaxian was seventy nine, and it's running a a seventies game. I think I think Pitfall came out in the eighties though, but it's running on similar kind of hardware, quite fairly simple hardware, which I like, like the look of it.
0: Yeah, there's a I just jump down the notes a bit there's a, there's another one there's Phoenix on, peak, on Pico 8 Oh, have yeah. you seen how, 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 what fascinates me with the Pico 8 such a low resolution screen Yes, but the animations that they can get with well, that like 160 by 140 pixels or whatever I think it's 160 by 160 I think it's a square screen you've got to use on, on Pico 8 and you get these amazing like particle effects on Phoenix where the things are blowing up and it, it really,
1: I'm, I'm looking forward to downloading that because I'm looking at my Pico 8 right now it's on top of my PVM, and I'm looking forward to it because I love Phoenix anyway. I've actually got a Phoenix machine. That's one of the machines I'm never going to get rid of, and I love Phoenix. It's one of my favourite games is childhood, and mm. this version looks really smart. It's it's super cute and chunky, even cu- mm. even chunkier than the arcade version, and it looks really good. And I, I there's only one thing I hope the, the author has done, and I did say to him on Twitter about it, hopefully he's kept in the boss bug at the end.
0: You, oh, yeah, yeah. If you're not know.
1: familiar with Phoenix, the last level is sort of like a spaceship, and there's a boss in the middle. And you've got to shoot through the... You've got to break through the hull of the ship while other you know, meanies are trying to get you and then kill the guy in the middle, and there's like a bit moving around. But if you if you go to the right or the left of the ship and shoot a small area and, and take away the moving bit in the middle and then go straight into the centre when the, when the ship hits the ground... And shoot one shot; it goes through space straight through the ship when there's no hole in it, and that's mm. the, that's the the recognised way of playing Phoenix in the arcade. Everyone knows about the bug; who knows how to play it, and that's what you do for maximum bonus. And I really hope that person has left that bit in because that's how you get the big scores on Phoenix. That's how you're supposed to do it. Mm. But the game yeah. looks amazing; it's a really good version. So, kudos to that person.
0: One of the Sega, another arcade is shutting down in Tokyo. It's the Ikibukuru Gigo Arcade, so that's shut. That's shutting down. Yeah, looks like all of them are in Sega ones, doesn't that? Yeah, they've been bought out, haven't they? By somebody, I think the the, the arcade division of Sega. Right, but, but you look at the. The ceremony and the fans, like, like there's a video of them all lying in the streets and like a massive kind of carnival atmosphere. If someone shut down here, you'd go, all right, it's gone then." All the thing right, is, bye. though, I'm in, t- I'm in two sort of
1: minds about that. I have two minds. If, they, if those people had turned up like that every week, it wouldn't have shut down. No, it's something to do with the lease.
0: It wasn't COVID. It it was something to do with the high lease price. So he did say the owner, somewhere in an interview, said, "Oh no, it's not. It's not. It's not what you think. It's something to do with the increased lease. Maybe developers
1: want to use it for something else. That's why the rents have gone up, or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, if it was a custard cream factory, I'd be okay with that.
1: The thing is, it's still sad losing an arcade, especially in Japan, Mm -hmm. because." I was supposed to go back to Japan last year for the 10th wedding anniversary and we couldn't because of COVID and restrictions on travel and blah, blah, blah. And I could have gone to those arcades and I probably would have done. Mm. Now I can't and that is very sad. Talking earlier about Phoenix on the Pico 08, I only noticed tonight on Twitter that someone is doing a port of Nemesis on the Pico oh, 08 oh, and wow. it looks really good. I'll try and put a link in the show notes, it's by someone on Twitter called Cadoyan. K-A-D-O-Y-A-N. So look them up. They're doing a really good job so far.
0: That little mini Pico 8 cab thing that you've made. Yes. You could could sell loads of them, you know, because you you get all these these kind of arcade-style games. You get them in there. Oh, yeah, easy. it's, It's like a mini bar top in it. I can't remember. Or is the screen separate? The screen is separate, but it's
1: it's attached by a very small cable, so it sort of sits in front of the joystick box I made for it. Yeah, it's it's a nice little thing. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it on a little eight inch PVM uh, on a CRT. That'd look lovely. Oh, wouldn't it? Oof. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, it would, yeah it would You be. could probably do that because the the Raspberry Pi can output to uh, AV, uh, composite as well. So you could probably do that quite easily. I'd have thought. I'll check it out. I'll give it a go. I'll have a look that's another thing I want to do I'm kind of missing making things as well that's a bit that's getting me down a little bit as well I like to make things and you know mess about with stuff and things like that and develop mm. things and I'm not been able to do that here because obviously I have got a workshop I haven't got anywhere to do you know cutting and making and things like that but I've got plans in my head about things to do and I won't talk about them until I actually get on and do them. But one of them I really want to do. I want to make something that's going to be absolutely spectacular. And I just don't know if I've got time or or the means to do it. But we'll talk about that in the future. But the Nemesis looks good. Uh, one final bit of news. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was asked by a Vectrex friend of mine. Uh, Vector War Eleven. Uh, I'll leave a, that's a bold claim. I'll leave a note in a. Uh, url in the notes for this so 11 years ago someone called bob Mayers, well known in the retro scene initiated the vector war the vector war is yearly vectrex game tournament uh, vectrex players all over the world participate this year's vector war 11 lasts one week and will take place from saturday 30th of october till 6th of november this year Please note that the Vector War is for both beginner and expert players. In the Vector War, you can complete with other players. It's also a good opportunity to play the Vectrex games more extensively and get to know the new games. By the way, 1st of November is the Play Your Vectrex Day, PYVD. So on that day, you've got even two good reasons to play your Vectrex. And there's a bunch of, I think the Vectrex War, if you go on the page, it tells you what games they're playing. There's a bunch of games. There's some official games and there's also some homebrew games. It's quite. Good mix of different games to play. And I know you're into the Vectrex now, Sean. You should probably have a go on that. Play Mindstorm. Oh, you could kill everyone on Mindstorm easy. Play Mindstorm for a week. You know, you'd be a winner. Yay! A winner. I think Mindstorm's probably done to death, actually. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How about you? Why don't you do a biscuit review, Sean? Biscuits review. Biscuit review. I don't know
0: about you. Biscuit review. Yes, this one. This one, kids, is a bit of a quandary. This Ooh. is a quandary because I know you. Isn't think... that where you mine rocks out of the ground? It is. Yes. No, no, that's a quarry, isn't it? Is it? Mm. You can have a quandary in a quarry.
1: Ooh. You might go back in time.
0: I quite a quandary in a quarry. Then a felon to a lorry. How quaint. I was shipped off to the docks. Oh, God. And Sean's poetry.
1: Oh, my God. How did we get this far?
0: Oh, God. Anyway. <sighs> it was, right, 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 right. Right, right, There's only this biscuit review. Normally, posh biscuits have, as we know, six or eight biscuits in the it's pack. That's all you need. That's all you need. Because they're just too posh for any more. These are called Jam and Cream Vien- Viennese Fingers. Ooh from Aldi. There's only eight in a pack. Yeah. 65 pence. Oh, my God. That's good value. So, like, 8.1 pence each. Oof. And and they're really good. They are good.
1: I like a Viennese finger, me. A bit like Jammy Dodgers.
0: So, so the, the But nice biscuit, because Jammy Dodger biscuit's rubbish. Jammy Dodgers biscuit. Oh, I like them. They do, they do different versions of Jammy Dodgers. Yeah, but that's a
1: Viennese... Oh, what... A Viennese finger is like a soft, almost like a shortbread, isn't it? Mm. it It's got a nice bit of cream in it and raspberry flavoured. Very good. Yeah, that's really good. Never mind that. Move over. I've got one. Oh, I can see the picture.
0: Wife bought some mint Cadbury chocolate fingers. I had them before we got home. Not mint, as in mint, when kids say it's mint, What's it's mint like good.
1: It? It's mint, mate. Bruv. No, these are minty flavoured. They were absolutely gorgeous, and I ate all of them before we got home. Because wife was driving us home from the supermarket, and I said, "Do you want this last one?" She went, "What?" and looked around, and there was one left. I'd had the lot, but that's what you're supposed to do with fingers, isn't it? They're not resealable. Them packets.
0: I didn't think so. No, they go off in twenty minutes. You've got to. You've got to have them.
1: That's exactly what I thought. I told her that. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. yep, 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 yeah. So go and get your Belmont jam and cream Viennese fingers, everyone, and mint fingers from Cadbury Dairy Milk.
0: Ooh, Ooh lovely. What's in Victor's wallet? We don't know. Let's find out, shall we? Ooh.
1: I got a bunch of PCBs back that were off for repair with my friend Phil Murray. And he hasn't got time because he's got loads of stuff to do. So he sent me them all back now, because he's not gonna have time to do them. Um so I had a 1942 bootleg. It had glitchy graphics, glitchy sound, wasn't working. <laughs> Uh, so I took it upon myself to have a look at it and try and repair it myself. Huh, like, yeah, right. So first thing I do, I, I'm very limited what I can do to repair stuff, so I pulled the ROMs, I checked the EEPROMs with my EEPROM burner, and I found one of them wasn't being recognised, and I use this thing called Hamster's Online ROM Ident. So what you do is you dump your ROM to a file, whatever dot being, you go to Hamster's online thingy, you... Upload the ROM it checks it with its massive database and if it doesn't che- if it doesn't correspond with some of the data they've got it comes up saying it can't find it or whatever but if it does see it it tells you what ROM it's from like nineteen forty two it checks their online database and if the ROM matches one of their things it tells you what it's from so like nineteen forty two bootleg or whatever and it tells you where the ROM is in relation to the border and all that sort of stuff and this one came up with nothing so I found out what it was, got the ROMs from MAME, re another one, put it in there, and it works fine. But there is a slight shadow on the plane. When you move in certain ways, you get a little tiny shadow, which is not quite right, the graphics. It's only a really, really minor thing, and there is no audio at all. But I think the the audio amp on it has died, because they do fail audio amps. Right. Um, but I've got an audio probe kit... From Phil Murray as well. He sent me one, and I'm going to fit it together. I need to. I'm quite done here I've done a bit of it, and you can put headphones on. And you can probe certain parts of the PCB, and if the sounds working, it'll come through your headphones. How cool as that. That is clever. And that proves that the audio is working okay, but obviously it isn't outputting via the amp to your arcade cab. And I can just change the amp because I know I've, got, I've got, I actually got a spare amp for that off another scrap board. So that's 1942. I got Mister Do's Castle back. Ooh. Cast your mind back when we did Mister Do's Castle for the podcast. I recently got this board and I've been playing it. I thought, right, I'll use the board. I'll actually play it on hardware for the podcast. Put the the PCB in a, in a cab and it failed. Like the day before we was going to do the podcast, or before I think before the month we used to play the game. It's just failed. It's had to play it on, on emulation. So that's got some random resets it looks like it's playing it just randomly resets and just messes about so hopefully that's something easy to fix as well i've got an original mr do which is just static garbage on the screen it's missing a reset switch i don't know what's wrong with that one i've looked at it yet here's one I've got an original bosconian back mm. it doesn't quite get to boot it keeps like resetting itself as it's trying to. it puts the rug on the screen you get the junk on the screen and it rather than booting into the game it just keeps doing that in an endless loop so hopefully right. I can get someone to fix that because I really want that one working so I can put it back in its themed Isis cab because I've got a cab that's been all graphiced up for Bosconian because it's one of my favourite games. And I want to put that back in the cab because at the moment it's just got um, a Raspberry Pi auto-booting to Bosconian and it's not as good. I need to get that working. I got a Galaxian bootleg that came in that tiny, tiny Atari French console game I bought a while back remember that is that the one I picked up from it is book? yeah mm. now that is that is with Simon Dennison at the moment because I couldn't bring it with me I just had to get rid of it um, oh also I borrowed a leader CRT rejuvenator this is a bit of kit which can rejuvenate tubes on arcade caps I can't fathom how to make up the neck pin adapter for that particular one. So I've abandoned trying to use that. Because if you get that wrong, you could probably kill your screen. Or maybe the equipment or whatever. So I've abandoned using that. I also got sent a Commodore 64 original bread bin. Mm Because I've got two 64Cs. And I always wanted the original bread bin flavoured one. Because it matches my VIC-20 i got as well. So that's pretty cool. I also got another CRT rejuvenator. Which has already properly made adapters. For the tube I'm using, so you don't mess about with it. It basically makes it foolproof. There'll be more on that later on. I also got a weirdo Lauven Automatics licensed kangaroo PCB back. Never heard of them. Ah, Lauven Automatics are a German company. And this game, which was obviously made by Sun and licensed to Atari, was licensed to Lauven for German use. But why? Cause it's awesome. Why would anybody else want to license oh, that? That's so good. Sal will not hear of it. <laughs> um, this is a bit of a. I call it a weirdo PCB because it looks like an original Sun PCB, which is in the Atari machine, because I used to have one, but instead of having the, I think a twenty, twenty, a fifty-six pin, jammer connector, or not jammer, but a connector that looks like a jammer connector on it. It's got a Konami adapter on it. So it goes to 36-pin Konami to be used in Konami-based machines. So it's a really oh, weird one. So I sent it to Porchy to dump the ROMs because they've not been put in MAME. So hopefully the next version of MAME will have this version in there. Oh, and he he kindly fixed it for me as well because it wasn't working quite well. But Porchi's a genius. He fixed it in two minutes. He's brilliant. He's good, isn't he? He's very got some reverse pickups where I've actually got rid of things. Yeah. Uh, five boards have just gone to Neon Knights Arcade. They arrived today. Uh, that Isis cab I mentioned at the start of the program, uh, that had Berserk by my Berserk FPGA in it, which has actually been shoved in my Bosconian Isis cab, because that's a horizontal mono with one joystick and one button, so I've been playing Berserk in there as well. A big bag of random arcade buttons have sat around for years and years and years. I've never used, I'm never going to use them. Got rid of them for free, just sent them for the, for the price of postage.
0: Mm.
1: Also, Pocket Gal 2, uh, to One Punch Rob, because he likes that game. A little snooker, a pool game, is it? Pocket Gal? Oh, is it? I thought it was one of these, like... It is yeah. a little bit rude. I think there's, some, there's yeah. some animated girlies in it. But it is actually not a bad pool game, as pool games go. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I just had it lying around. It, it, basically, it's not really worth much. Not many people like it. And I was just going to use it to strip it for parts. So I'm glad One Punch Rob actually likes the game and he's going to play it.
0: Mm, cool. Nice. Well, I've picked up some for some stuff, mainly from a YouTube channel. A little lapel Ooh, look mic. Look at you and your YouTube channels. A lapel mic and a stand with a circling light thing at the top so you can tip it down. It's all about lighting and sound,
1: No, Sean. It's about the content. That's what you should be trying to convince the listeners.
0: Yeah, and content as well. So I've been I've been messing messing around with my setup, and that is all right. It's okay. But you always got to. I think I've I've read somewhere, and also in life, you just have to keep improving. You need to enunciate
1: to the back row. (laughs) What
0: was that about? That's what they tell you in the theatre, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? And and. and it just reminded me, I got a Raspberry Pi Zero for the Pi Treks, right? Nice. Because Bobby had a very kindly sent me, and I've just read that because I've forgotten all about it. So I've done nothing with it.
1: Raspberry Pis are so small; that easily you can just
0: forget where they are. Even where's that Pi? I've lost it. It's in a, it's in a, you know, them little cupboards with the see-through fronts, them little plastic shelves with the see-through fronts. Yeah, what are they called. Them. Jam jar. Yeah, it's in one of them. You put it in the jam. Have you ever had a raspberry pie sandwich? A, rasp- a raspberry. You could have a raspberry pie in raspberry
1: jam That's proper. Raspberry- in a sandwich. You you get it in one slice of bread as well, you just fold it right over. Because it's so small. It's chunky, chewy, you want it crispy? Mm, it's quite crunchy. You plug it
0: in or not? Oh, no. no. You don't want five volts going for your tongue, do you? No. Zinging, zinging. Listener
1: Feedback. j Barber's been on. He sent us the Golf World... The golf? golf We don't want to talk about golf. God, no. But golf's almost as bad. Golf <laughs> World Record YouTube video. There's a link to it here. It's six and a half hours of golf gameplay. Oh, my God. How could anyone do that? That's painful at the best of times.
0: I watched about ten minutes of it, and it's like all good game players. It makes it look easy, so you go and have a go. Yeah, yeah.
1: and you go, go, nah.
0: go and have a go. Oh, I can get five hundred thousand. I've watched that, and no. Nope. no, you can get like twelve thousand no. if you're lucky. No. John Beresford, who's he's actually got a well, he's got the third highest outrun score on the planet. Oh, well done, now. John, on Twin Galaxies. Cool. It's third, it's third, and the, the the competition on that game is so fierce. Mm. Do you know he never slows down on it? He never touches the brake. Really? Yeah, ever. What well, you cut? How do you get around some tight corners? You can't. I don't even... know. You can wow. use a you can use a gear shift, can't you? But oh right, okay. Wow. But that's how you That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. You just shaving like seconds off of a, of a massive long run it's for anyway. Hi guys, hate you? Well, just a couple more things about golf. The two player is different to the usual two-player games yeah we forgot to mention this yes golf, golf plays the first or second player game per per section so one player could lose all their lives in one part of the game so what you do you complete a level and then you swap players yeah and then the and next person has a go yeah so you're both you, on the same level at all times yeah you play until you complete that level and if you die like he's saying this game over yeah mm. it's, it's quite good because you don't have one guy hogging one guy's really good can hog gore for for, charlie far for ages yeah it'll me you know it says right you've killed the mothership uh your level is over next guy comes in that's cool isn't it yeah it's but also the debris from the final stage spacecraft you can shoot that for 150 points i think we we might have said that yeah but
1: they're so small it's hard to hit them especially for a measly 150 points
0: yeah, and then you're messing around trying to shoot them, and the, the ship's getting more and more aggressive with its fireball yeah. tra- 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 trajectories. Have that, you measly human! I've got fireballs coming out of my exhaust pipe. One punch, Rob. Well done hmm. again on
1: your run, Sean. You have to show me some Kev Magar smile. Oh, something to do with your your kung fu <laughs> also if you're still after a pi zero you're not because you've got one now i think i have one doing nothing uh, it's a normal version and not the wi-fi version it doesn't have to have the header on it so you need that and you might have to be soldering oh no don't don't give him soldering kids don't let sean solder anything
0: oh yeah we, we were exchanging messages and he, he said oh no i haven't i, I need to do soldering he said, don't i said don't bother me no um i'll i'll, I'll buy one so i bought one and then he said, oh, I found the bits, and I can't actually solder it, like he said there. I said, oh, mm. sorry, it doesn't matter, but thanks anyway. I've,
1: Never mind.
0: I've, I've ordered one.
1: Uh, he's also been playing through a couple of times on Joust. Uh, yeah, so he reckons he's quite good at it, hopefully. Mm. Infurious. Infurious. you so you got to say it? What is that? Notorious from Duran
0: Duran. That's it, yeah. Infurious! but but be driving me mad. Great wee podcast there. I thought the, oh, I thought all food was deep fried in Glasgow. Not quite, but it
1: is very delicious. Glasgow eats well. They eat mm. really well. When you come up, Sean, I'm going to get you an Empire Biscuit. Oh, oh yeah. That's so, so good.
0: Does it strike back? Yeah, it might do. Mm. Or nice. it just
1: take over and enslave everyone.
0: Mhm. Graham Ten Shearers he came second first behind Charlie Farr competition he came second and we sent him a t-shirt and then he like disappeared because I think he's doing some other, doing some other high school contests but he's back again and he he's sent me a picture saying I won a t-shirt last year by becoming the Tempest first behind Charlie Farr and he's put, it's a bit late but this is my 10 pence t-shirt and he sent me a picture it's a beauty oh yes
1: Zestora Hi, guys. Thanks for reintroducing me to Joust. I played it a few decades ago, but I didn't think it was any good. But my thoughts now are that it's great. For its time, it had colourful graphics with well-amounted sprites and nice flappy bird physics. Congratulations to Victor on his move to Scotland. It sounds like you're enjoying your job and work with nice people. Always important. Sean, I watch your YouTube videos. I think Victor is needed to stop you going on crazy tangents.
0: Yes, agreed. (laughs) Uh, Keep up the good work, fellas. That'd be cool that, yeah, because I do I do start rambling. I'm, yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna I've got I've got plans for you, sure. It's it's unfiltered that YouTube channel is me oh, unfiltered. I'm gonna filter you right up. Which could be a problem going forward. Mm. Zestora, thanks guys for oh, hang oh, yeah, sorry I read that. See one what I mean, there. everyone? Sorry. Rhaegar. He's a pirate. Another top podcast, guys. Keep them coming. And good work on the YouTube channel, Sean. They're shaping it nicely. Right, this is, this is. I think he said this last time. For the record, the pronunciation of the Scottish city is Glesga. Right, the first vowel is an E, as in 10 pence. So it's GLE. Yeah. The second vowel as it is in A, as in arcade. So Glesga. Yeah, Glesga. that's about Glesga. Right. Arcade. Glesga. 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 That's
1: yeah. it. Well yeah. I, I say I say Glasgow. I don't. I, I would get killed if I said that.
0: Friendly shout outs Shout out, shout yourself out. Charlie Farr for increasing his Carnival Twin Galaxies world record. Is it oh, yeah. hundred and thirty one thousand? That doesn't sound much, but I can get about
1: five thousand on that, I think. I watched it, I watched the whole
0: you can like vote on Twin Galaxies, can't you, to say yes or no? This 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 submission is valid. So I watched all of it, and I was speaking about it last week. And I reckon he missed four shots in the really? entire in the entire thing. Just missed four shots, but he says he missed more. I think he probably did not miss more, but so unbelievably accurate. Because the thing with the thing with that game is, I I, I loved that as a kid. It's one of my
1: favourites as a kid. I always, when I went to an arcade as a kid, if I was like visiting. An arcade, uh, a beach or whatever, you know, seaside town. I always played, mm. always played that game every single time. And I could sort of play a few, you know, a level or two, but I'd always run out of bullets. So you've always got to hit the numbers to get your bullets back. And obviously, don't let the ducks go down and nick your bullets. But you must be keeping it up all the time. I don't know how someone could play it for that long because I was never that good to, I always ran out of bullets when I was playing it. So I think accuracy is the key to the game, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and it's quite tactical. There's a level five that's really, really difficult, and you can run out of bullets. And it's right. It's sometimes luck if you get you've got to get you know like a lot less yellow ducks. Yeah, and you got. got
1: I presume later on you don't get as many bullets come back the extra bullets, so you got to be careful with your shots.
0: Yeah, apparently, if you can get through level five, then you're onto a winner. Right. Wow. That's so good, isn't it? And this is a a cryptic shout out for One Punch Rob's granddad. I have no idea what you're on about. Because I said, do you remember, well you don't remember, do you remember there's a Netflix show called One Punch Man? Is it One Punch Man? And it's it's this anime superhero and he can kill, he's a superhero and he can kill everybody with one punch. Right, and he get he gets so upset because no one, no one can like even test his skills. He just kills every kills all the baddies that attack Tokyo, whatever, one punch. Right. So I said, oh, is that where you got it from? One punch, one punch, Rob. But one punch. I hope you don't mind me saying this. One punch. Rob's granddad was called One Punch Run in right. the army. In oh, the right. army. In he... the army. He was a boxer, so obviously he must have knocked him out with one punch in the army in like World War Two. I would imagine. Wow. So. Is is just sort of stuck with one punch, Rob, instead of one punch, Ron. Yeah. So it's nothing to do with the anime character. Shouts to him anyway. Yeah. For
1: me, for me, for me, to you, for me, Phil Murray. Uh, for PCBs, give him back to me, and Audio Probe. Hope he's doing all right. Uh, Gordon, a guy in Scotland here. Uh, nice to meet him the other week. And for the loan of the first CRT Rejuvenate, the one I didn't use, I need to get back to him soon. Uh, big shout to Porchy for the Commodore 64, which I love, uh, the Kangaroo prototype fix, and also for dumping it to rain, the main for us, and also the rejuvenate alone, the one I actually did use. Uh, Let's—I'll just tell you quickly about that, actually, because I was going to talk about it anyway. The rejuvenator is—it um, it looks like a sort of bit of Cold War spy kit. It comes in a briefcase. With these little needles and buttons and knobs and stuff. It looks really cool. It looks really like 70s and 80s. You basically, you attach a cable to these little ends, which is like a little sort of plug-in, and you put it on the tube, on the the neck board of the tube, you know where the neck pins sit, and you do certain tests to it to test how good the three guns are in the tube, and whether there's any shorts between it, and you can clean off the guns blast it basically with with with, um, vaults and you can clean off the guns and stuff and it sometimes can make a dim tube brighter temporarily obviously it's going to get knackered again in in time and time so i put it on there and i was sort of following instructions and everything and it tests the guns you can see when the needles move whatever see if they're in good shape or not and basically all three guns in the first tube are checked weren't any good they were absolutely knackered hardly registering at all so I decided I'll rejuvenate them which actually sends the vault through and when you watch it you can see in in the in the tube where the neck is normally when, when a normal tube is running properly you see a little glow in there and that's the heaters in the guns they're supposed to do a little orange glow like a filament and when you do a rejuvenation there's this little light show it sort of zaps them, and you can see bright lights and go on and off and something does so I did that on the first gun the red gun and it was doing it. I thought, oh, okay, that's pretty good. looks healthy. Next, you try it on the green gun. Just stayed on sort of heat, sort of a, a light glow all the time. It didn't do anything. It just sat there doing nothing. It didn't go through its, its process and then the light on the machine went out to tell you it's done. Just kept doing it. I left it on for a few minutes. Well, so this isn't working. So I turned it off, back on again, did the tests again and tried the blue gun, which was the last gun of the three. And it did exactly the same thing. I was like, oh, great. And I realised it can't do the rejuvenation because it's broken and it's knackered. So I put the, the chassis back on on the tube and everything, put it all back together, put my test board in there. And before I could hardly see the image on the screen, it's really dim. And when you try and brighten it up with the, the controls, the saturation just went everywhere and it didn't work properly because it's obviously not working right. And it's really red now because the red gun's rejuvenated enough oh. to show them so everything's really bright red and it's unplayable like that but you can that's see virtual, the image
0: virtual boy was it that nintendo thing.
1: not quite but i mean <laughs> it was all really red it's like it's like if you've ever had a monitor before that's lost a color because a common error or fault in some monitors on the neckboard there's three transistors and it's for the red the green and the blue mm-hmm. and if one of them fails you'll lose a color so you'll have red and blue but no green so you'll get, the, the colours won't look right. You know, what's wrong with that picture? Because there's no green in it, mixing the colours to be the right colours. Hmm. And it looked like the blue and the green transistors had gone, but actually the guns weren't working properly. So all you got was red and different you know versions of red. You could see the image okay, but it wasn't much fun to play. And I tried the next tube. I swapped the tubes over and tried the next one. And all three guns on that were knackered. Now, in all my years of arcade collecting, I've been to arcades before and seen you know, dim tubes because they've been on all day, every day for 30 or 40 years or whatever. But I've never actually owned or seen in another person's collection a, a knackered tube like this. And now I buy some very expensive arcade machines and get two knackered tubes. That's how good my luck is, Sean.
0: Oh, dear.
1: Yes. So I'm, I'm, that's one of the things that's really bugging me because I have to find two new monitors for this now. Either two new tubes that are compatible with Hantorac chassis, which I've got, and one of them's still got to be repaired yet, or I buy totally new monitors for them.
0: Mm. Yes. Oh, wow. Well. But anyway. Can I help with any of my tech tips, or is it beyond, beyond it's that? Very, expertise? It's very beyond that. Oh, dear.
1: Anyway, the, the, yes. the only positive I'm trying to get out of this situation is I got my hands on a CRT rejuvenator, and I know how to use it. So That's I can actually good. check tubes. So if I go to someone who's got a bunch of tubes lying around, or got spares, which I hopefully will find, I can take the rejuvenator again and try them and say, yes, this, this one's healthy, there's not much screen burn on it, I'll buy it, here's some money, whatever. So I can actually test it, because you don't really want to go... I don't know, 100 miles or something, pick up a 28-inch tube, take it back to your house where you've also got two knackered 28-inch tubes lying around and then find out it's just as bad and have three 28-inch tubes lying around. So I can actually try mm. it before I'm out. So it, it is an interesting thing checking it and it's, it's quite an interesting science, the way it works and everything. It's quite good. I enjoy using them anyway. And one last mm, shout-out, you know. Rich Gregory... Chunks in for all his hard work on Mame and front ends, and also the Pi image setups. I still love those those setups he's done. They're brilliant. Even though the Mame computer crapped out and killed itself, the actual software he did was really good. Love it. Mm. Makes it easy the way he did it as well. It's just an image you just put on there, and it's quite
0: simple to set up. And Pi pajama things are good, aren't they? As well. Oh, they're brilliant. Yeah, absolutely mm. brilliant. I've got one like a backup. Cool. Arcade Master Quiz Right then Uh oh I'm right. looking forward to this In a painful right. kind of way This is You keep Giving me impossible quizzes Not tough Impossible No they're
1: just They're just slightly
0: tough So He's got a pad I'm, everyone I'm not going to be that cruel But this is going to be oh, I think, I think you should I think I think there's about 20, 23 questions So you could get Wow it's a big quiz I love a big quiz <laughs> You could get 23 out of 10 That'd be right. good Right. What game has a wonky marquee and control panel? Wacko. Oh, yep yeah. Oh yes. Manufactured by who? Valley. Yep. Yeah. Two I don't know if you get that. We didn't. We see that in galloping ghost. We did. Yeah. Right, this is it. You've had it now, San. Ooh, he's got all cockney on me. Oh, God. When you start a game of burger time, how many ladders are there leading up from the first level to the level above? How many ladders? Three. Six. No. Oh. How many points do you get for dropping a burger on six enemies at once? You have plus or minus 2,000 here. 10,000 points. No, 16,000. I know you've got Oof. quite a lot for doing that. That's the way of the game, isn't it? Right. Demon from Rockola, 1982. Oh, God, yeah. What monitor did it use? Easy. Vector. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. It's emulated on Vec Fever for the Vectrex. I might have, I might have remembered and have forgotten again. Oh, have you forgotten again now? Yeah. Okay. Demon, Rockola, 1982. Yes, Vector. Yeah, that's another point. Oh, you got me then, okay. Right, who, who, what do you play in that? What is the protagonist in that game?
1: You're a little man.
0: Yeah, with? A gun. Oh, yeah, it's a little man with a backpack. Yes, and you can run around shooting stuff. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's a weird little game, yeah, it's odd. Right, EDF. EDF. Yes, from... Jalico, 1991. What does EDF stand for? Earth Defense Force. Oh, you sh. Oh, can't swear. <laughs> it. Sworn then? Thanks. Sorry, kids. What type of game is it? Oh, is it like a Missile Command kind of game? No, it's oh, a horizontal shooting.
1: I thought it might be, but I, yeah, I was thinking. Of, I think I was thinking of Liberator by Atari. That's mm. kind of yeah, go on, go. On. Sorry. Next sorry.
0: question. Final yes, yes. blow. What type of game is Final Blow? Boxing. Yeah. How have you got this amazing knowledge? Where did you get? I, I don't know. know. <laughs> it's just playing Mame yeah. a lot, I think. Who developed Final Blow? Oh, is it?
1: <sighs> is it Konami?
0: Oh, it's Taito.
1: Yeah, I was going to say Taito. Dang it. But I know there's not a GX number for it. Ugh.
0: Right. Poop. Poop. Race Driving, one of the sequels to hard driving. 1990, it was released in three different styles of cabs. Can you name for a point each those three different styles of cabs? Upright. Yeah, stand up. Sit down. Yeah, sit down. And a cockpit. No. What was the third one then? Panorama. Panorama. Ooh. It's like it's like another game. If you can get the other game that it's like, you can get a point. Buggy boy. Yeah, I suppose so. Buggy or boy TX3. or tx three. Tx one, yeah. tx one, sorry. Yeah. Can that. Points. Here we what a
1: points make yeah. <laughs> <Surprise.
0: laughs> so
1: I went on Brucey again then. Sorry.
0: Brucey. two. Right, there's two creatures on the marquee of Exidy's 1983 game Crossbow. What are those creatures on the marquee? Crossbow. Mm, it's a weird gun game. It's one of them, a bat. Yes. Bat. Bat.
1: And the other one is a weasel.
0: Not Dragon. Oof. What video res- resolution did that run at?
1: Oh, it was a weird res. There's skinny graphics on there. Not really. 320 by 240. Yes. That's one. a common
0: one, kids. I'm not some sort of weird savant. Right. Major Havoc. Atari 1983. Yes. What was on the side art? What was the side art?
1: It's a sort of spaceship coming out of a void kind no. of thing. And the guy, a spaceman.
0: I've got here. Tron-style man running through some neon blue blocks. There's a spaceship coming out of a hole, isn't there? No, it didn't look like it. Oh, I'm going to have to Google that later on. Don't believe you. And what is the official name for, you know, that weird control panel thing? What is the official name for the sideways spinnery thing? Oh, the, they... the roller. That'll do. It's the roller. Yeah, roller. Green roller, isn't it? It's on the marquee, on the So sorry, as a roller. Isn't it weird? Yeah. Right. Oh, dear. you doing very well. Space Cruiser, 1981 Taito. What Hardware, Space Cruiser, nineteen eighty-one, Taito. What hardware did it use? Eighty eighty. No, Z eighty.
1: Oh, th- ah, what
0: yeah. was unusual about some of the sound effects for the time? Or well, what? What's the game called again? Space S- what? Space Cruiser, nineteen eighty-one. Space Cruiser.
1: It's a shoot 'em up. Oh, I can't picture the game. I thought it was like um, like a hang, a head-on game. Uh, did it use sampled sounds? Maybe. Oh, what have you got there?
0: Speech. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know the game. It is a bit of a weird, one. Mm. Right. And your last question: Buck Rogers, Sega, nineteen eighty-two. What was the subtitle of it?
1: Oh, Buck uh, Rogers
0: and the Something Zoom. Um, Planet of Zoom. Yeah, it's a terrible game, Buck Rogers. It's really difficult. I try it. Oh, really controls. Difficult. What are the controls of it?
1: It's got like a
0: flight stick. It's got a flight stick. You get a point for that. And a button. It's got. F- it's got three buttons. Right. You thumb, a thumb, point. trigger, and one on the panel. No. is It's got. It's got shoot on the panel. I think he has got one on the trigger as well. Shoot, shoot. But the two buttons are speed up and slow down.
1: oh they? Weird is, yeah, how weird is that? Yeah, didn't know that. Not played the original game
0: either, so wouldn't know. I don't know if to give you a point for that. I can't remember what you said. I gave you a point. So you got 15 out of 10. It's not bad for me. I think it's about 23, really. Mm.
1: I'm not going to sleep tonight Not not getting those eight points. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you did very well. Again. I'm going to brush up next month On my arcade knowledge And I'll be like a Like a moving I'll be be a wikipedia of arcades And on that note
1: Here's our note From our sponsor
0: Your game review.
1: This is my choice. Sorry about it, everyone. This is Joust from Williams Electronics 1982. Uh, designed by John Newcomer. One or two player horizontally screened game. Uh, players control either an ostrich or a stork with left and right joystick and a single flap button. The PCB hardware is similar to Defender and is 6809 based. And it sounds like this.
0: WTF is going on here What is going on It's bat poop But kind of intriguing You've got a lava troll You've got pterodactyls. Men on birds and that I don't even think Williams knew what was going on because there's no story on the flyer. Or there's no backstory anywhere that I can find. It's just, it's just a weird, surreal kind of airplay kind of scene. To, to.
1: There is an interesting article on Wikipedia, which we should um, link to on the website, about how the developers and artists created the game. It's quite interesting. It's quite, um,
0: quite a good yeah. one, that. It is very strange. It's never been copied, and it's just weird. Well, sort. You no, know, it has. It? Balloon Fight by Nintendo
1: is very similar. I suppose
0: so. Yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Balloon Fight is good. Did you um? Did you lift this nest bit from the internet, Sean? At all? Maybe? Possibly?
0: Perhaps? This how to play has not been lifted from the internet at all. Not Gameplay, no, no. Definitely Gameplay not. Gameplay summary. <laughs> you control the player's bur. You put burb.
1: Yeah, for some reason, I call birds burbs. Why? When you have a dog, right, like I have, Mm. a daft dog, when the dog's doing things, you tend to narrate what the dog's doing or what the dog's thinking, and I do it a lot, and my Mm. dog calls birds burbs. Does he? Yeah, burbs, squizzles. That's squirrels, obviously. I, I approve. That's, yeah, that's, that's, so that, that's that. why they're called burbs. <laughs> Bloody burbs.
0: I burb gonna... people, let me car window again. God damn it. Push the button to flap the burb's wings and rise in the
1: air. Rise to the air, my beautiful burb.
0: When the player and the enemy collide, the person who is highest wins. It's that simple. Yeah, that's it. You must defeat every enemy in order to advance to the next stage. I like these these not lifted from internet instructions at all. Bullet points. When an enemy is defeated, an egg appears, collect the egg before it hatches into a new enemy. They get they get stronger. So
1: Oh I to see, the, I didn't realise that. I thought it was just the, the same person come back.
0: The original one, I think he's called Dave, gets into somebody else. Malcolm. Like,
1: and then and then the last one is a Philip. God. Do not mess
0: with a Philip. I know the last one's Shadow Lord, I think. Yeah, Philip the Shadow but, Lord. Beware the pterodactyls that arrive when you remain on the stage too long. The only way to kill it is to position your lance directly at his mouth. That is hard to do, but there is little tips, Mm. little places you can stand and he'll run into you. Idiot. Every fifth round is an egg wave. Collect them all before they hatch. Avoid flying too close to the lava and attracting the attention of the lava troll. Don't know why I'm saying it like that. Who likes to reach out and he grabs you. You never see more than his arm, the Lava Troll. It might just be an arm. Yeah. Shoo. And it would be a bit of a palaver. Oh, ho,
1: <laughs> ho, <sighs> Sorry. Oh, dear. The only enemies are baddies on bird back and Dactyl. Now, the enemies are knights, which are designed to exhibit progressively more aggressive behaviour, uh, the Bounders flap about all over the place randomly, occasionally getting a bit stabby with the players. Uh, hunters uh, try and fly into you. And then the last one, as you said earlier, the Shadow Lords, they fly quickly to the top of the screen, making it hard to get above
0: them. They stay at the top, swines. Mm. In the shadows, the Lord of all shadows. In the in the tips and the secret section, I said I might record Charlie, Fire and Tracy because they were at least and I didn't, but... Oof. Tracy gave me some tips because she's got the 10 she she can like counter stop it.
1: She is really good really good at this game. So Tracy sent me an email with her score on it and I said to her, "I know of you, you're banned you're not allowed to play this just joking and she sent a message back saying, "Well, you did say you wanted people to score in the million so I can't let you be disappointed and she sent I asked her for some tips because I know she's good at the game. Uh, First thing, don't chase after the enemies. Stay at the bottom of the screen and let them come to you. The middle Mm. ledge has a curve on both sides. Take advantage of it. Lure them under the ledge and hover near the edge of where it is. It's slightly higher so they have to hit you from below. The Lava Troll is your friend. It helps you with a lot of catching enemies so you can take them out quickly and easy. Just avoid getting too close by bouncing back off the enemy. Shadow Lords are fast but as a result they are very predictable here is the first two videos of which I learned. She sent me a video, and I watched uh, one of the American, but I think he's the, the world record holder on it, narrating how he was playing. He was showing different things. It was quite interesting watching him play. So thank you for mm. that, Tracy. That's good.
0: That being said, you still even... you can't hang around. You've got to react as well. You can't just stay in one place because... Yeah, I tried
1: that. and It doesn't work.
0: Yeah, you, you can for, for a certain amount of time, but... And when you react, you've got to have that accuracy. You've got to fly; it's millimeters sometimes. You just yeah. fly out. and it takes that, or oh, it must take that long to get that that finesse you can get in the bird and, and and hovering it.
1: Yeah, flapping as well. It's not just smashing the button. You've got to learn when to let go of it so you can drop down a little bit as well.
0: Mm, so, the, so yeah. the actual
1: flap speed
0: is quite precise as well. <laughs> Do you, know, do, do you know what i did for a laugh right i put auto fire on the flap right <laughs> just, just, see what was just flew straight up in the air and it went like a bonkers crazy thing it went straight through the top of the monitor hit, <laughs> hit the ceiling went through the ceiling went into my lad's room went through the loft into out out through the roof and went and to the moon it. and it's currently hit the sun it's current, yeah it's hit the sun and it's coming back it's it's a lava beast troll thing in my world, Sean, Sean, is mm. this dreaming or reality again? Remember,
1: There's a, there is a difference. Remember, I can't,
0: can't tell anymore.
1: So I've put on for the for the sort of help in it. Stay at the bottom and allow the enemies to come to you. Keep your head close to a platform so the buggers can't kill you. Flap like a gooden. That is my <laughs> that's my my wisdom. Flap like a gooden. Uh, allow eggs to hatch and mount their burbs, but when they do that, be right above them so you can just drop on them and kill them again. You get extra points for that.
0: Yeah Tedious But points mm. Graphics and sound I think I remember Seeing this As a lad And thinking The graphics Were so Well animated mm, like, like, Yeah I, Like You'd think Of Pico 8 Animations now Like so well animated For the time And and the The Williams I know it uses Sounds from other Williams games But they're typical Williams Meaty chunky sounds I like them And, and the bird Skidding is a great Sound But ee- yeah I there's not many graphics in the
1: game there's the the two different birds for one and two player characters which look quite similar and you've got the enemy burbs with the guys on which look quite similar you've got a few platforms you've got a little hand that comes out of the lava and you've got the pterodactyl that's the only graphics in the game is not a lot to look at really it's a similar game day in day out it's the same thing over and over again it gets faster and you get egg levels whatever and there's sort of the the, the different characters with different kind of helmets that's so how you differentiate between the two and there's a, the, the pointy burp which is quite it's a skinny thing and it makes horrible noise when it comes you know it's there but Williams reusing their sounds on all the games I think was just lazy
0: yeah,
1: they're, they're good sounds but why did they use them on the first five of their games or whatever and he even used them on the pinballs as well, the, the pinball games. that are, I think there was a Defender pinball, there's a Joust pinball, blah, blah, blah. And they, they just used them again. I think
0: it's just lazy. Some of the sounds were from, some of the chips they used were from the pinballs, weren't they? Right,
1: they, right, because they, they were actually, a pinball manufacturer before they did
0: um, videos. Yeah, I think it's some of the Robotron's sounds are the direct chips from pinball machines. Right. I did look into that once then, forgot. Mm, actually did cabinet art there's some art on the cabinet the cabinets. I, I, I love the marquee it's great and, but there's, there's a stupid ostrich man on the side art it's like a stenciled thing and it's oh, looks alright it looks pretty good it looks like I, iconic I think the cocktail cabinet was interesting for this because it's side by side play
1: normally the cocktail cabinet you face each other and your controls are mm. on either side of the machine but with this one they're to the left and the right because you obviously you're playing on the same screen horizontally so it has to be that way around I have played that. The, the, the actual cocktail cabinet is a very nice cabinet. Mm. Interestingly enough, the, the upright cabinet is brown and not black. Most arcade games, black sided with pictures on, or white maybe. But this mm. one's brown. Ah, Williams are quite good at that, because Moon Patrol's blue. Like a nice light blue. I think... Robotron's grey on some versions of it. Mm. Uh, Bubbles is light blue as well. Yeah, it's quite quite different. And they made a brown one for this, which quite kind of works out quite well. Um the classic art by the late great Python Angelo. He was a massive pinball art designer. Yeah. Really, really good. Some of his artwork's amazing. What was that cabinet we played at the Galloping Ghost, which was an upright pinball in an arcade cabinet? Varkon. Varkon. I think he did the graphics mm. for that. That was a brilliant game, Varkon. Really rare, awesome to play. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a privilege to play it. Yeah, because you're not going to see that anywhere else. I don't, think it's, I don't think there's only about one or less than five in the world left over, something like that. Something so silly. A
0: vertical, near vertical pin, wasn't it? Almost. Yeah, and
1: it's got all those. It's got all the sort of characteristics of Williams game, and it works really well. I don't know how it works, but it works really well. looks gorgeous as well.
0: Yeah, all the artwork's amazing, isn't it?
1: So this game came in an upright, as we spoke about, and cocktail styles. They didn't have a, as far as I know, they didn't have a cabaret version of this. And also, the UK manufacturer Streets did cabaret versions of Stargate, Robotron, and Defender, but they didn't do a joust as far as I know. I've never seen a joust. That'd be quite mm-hmm. good, because they did this really spangly artwork on the control panels. Um, the upright cab, a simple but very effective stenciled art, side art painted on the cab, rather than a sticker-based art, which most cabinets had. Mm-hmm. So we've got some trivia here, sure.
0: Um, yes. Where, where did you find this trivia? about This game was so successful that real ostriches across the Serengeti started copying the game by dyeing their wings blue and jumping on platforms. Wow. That would be
1: an African ostrich, the Struthio camellus. (laughs) Which is quite better. No, I did some research as well, Sean, but mine was real, not fantasy. (laughs) Uh, The joust pinball, uh, it's actually a cocktail-style pinball. You sit down to it, and it's got a two-player competitive mode. So someone sits the other side of the pinball, and you play against each other. Now, I've seen one of these. I'm pretty sure they had one in Adderball in Seattle, which is a pinball and a video game arcade in Seattle I went to years ago. And there's only 500 ever made of this. So it's quite a rare cabinet. But it costs quite a bit of money to buy one. Mm. There's also a bug in the first ROM set of the Joust arcade game where you can kill the pterodactyls easily to rack up massive scores and extra lives a different ROM set was posted out to angry arcade operators to stop them doing this. There was also another bug, referred to as the belly flop bug, which enables you to pass through a small gap in platforms, thus enabling you to do a sneak attack on unsuspecting burbs. Mm-hmm. I think you sort of squidge through a gap you shouldn't be able to get through and you, you squash
0: something underneath you. There'll be lots of techniques and tips and that but we both we haven't got a lot have we? because we we're both not very good at it no so so you need to find some kind more of, on that in our summing up sean it'd be a quite a short summing up some kind of internet guru who knows how to play it back to front upside down let us take a look at the scores guys Ooh. right here are the scores we've had loads of scores we've had over 50 scores
1: so the first one is Mr. Messi, 19,000 points. twenty eight 28,550. Sean P, 3,1800. T-Star, meow. I don't know what I did for. 3,2100. Matt Neo MK, 32,550. And he says, I can appreciate this, has the quality Williams Hallmark, but I'm just not inclined to put in time to master the game mechanics, which I think you really need to do in order for it to feel less random. He's all flapped out. All flapped out. Sorry, that was Alison Moyer there. It was, not yeah. me, but I was trying to do an Alison Moyet. Eh?
0: And you're singing more than me tonight. I know, what's wrong In- with me? Injurious. I think, D- D- I think I have actually lost it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, well done. It just took it took you long enough. Yeah. Alan, Alan Delta Lima, exactly the same score, 32,550. Uh, Stuart Time, what, a little bit more, 33,050. Virgil's thirty four
1: 34,550. Groove Furnishing's Public Limited Company, 35,550. Nick Prokop, Faye, 6300. Sol, 36,800. I just died to say I love you. Poor
0: effort. (laughs) John Singletary, 37,150. Stone, cold, classic. Vintage Williams Mayhem. Don't have time to play it much, but give me a chance to put put it in a J-Rock. Put out the J-Rock board. Ooh, I'd like a J-Rock
1: board. Nice one. Mark Mm. want No Gravy, 41,100. Getting in a right flap.
0: Mr. Marland, 41,250, boring as hell. I really don't know why this is classed as a classic. Yeah, we'll talk about
1: that in a minute. Tactical Giles, 41,350. Louis Wellum, he's done all right, 41,850. He beat me easily. Zestora, 42,850. Roger Dodger, 45,600. Retro Russ, 46,600. Posted a
0: pick of Rod Hull and Emu. Where's the Rod Hull when you need him? Me forty seven one hundred. I actually got fifty four thousand, but I was in a, a, team game with Sol.
1: Yeah, you can't have
0: that. I uh, was so at arcade club, so I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't know what score I got. Did
1: you lance him?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'd have, I kept on my previous score forty seven one hundred.
1: Uh, Acid Monkey forty
0: seven eight fifty. ZX Michael on the Speck Trummers forty eight oh five oh. Rob DC 49,850. Edward Horse can you do a horse fit? that's a lot better in mind,
1: 50,100 you got to put your hooves into it Ross Ross 51,100 <laughs> probably the most rage inducing 10 piece score game I've ever played and I enjoy balloon fight on the Nez but Joust is pure annoy silly floaty pokey emus
0: yeah he is Jimmy 52,100 lordy lord this game is annoying visually stunning but them chicks just don't click with me DNO, 53,600. One point in trouble again. He's getting a lot of mentions, isn't he? Yeah. He is, he is. 54,100. He posted a pick of a handful of 10p coins on Twitter. He says, I gave myself a pound to improve before the deadline. Managed about 50p before I started swearing, so I gave up before I started hating it. It's a good game, but some dodgy inertia and collision detection. Still better than Flappy Bird. Oh, God, yeah. Bill Welling
1: 54,350 thy game is over in summary excellent he just sent a load of random noises that sounded like the the game starting
0: a little bit did, did well then Ivan Storm
1: 56,850 old man Steve 57,100 joust is
0: frustratingly good John Retcher Reloader exactly the same score 57,100 Chris K. June, 59,350.
1: I'm having a great time with Joust. Love this game over the years, but playing it on a cab in my own flat is something else. Just passed my own personal best. Accidentally killed a pterodactyl this run, too. Sorry, Dino.
0: Johnny B. John Beresford, 61,100. Well played, John. Majok 61,650. Rob McCraft, 62,000. Lemmy Barnett,
1: 64,150. Buttons from Cinderella. Oh
0: no, it isn't. Sixty-four nine hundred. Neil twenty to five. 66650 six fifty. Well done. Steve backflippers playing. That's good of him, isn't it? Cool. Se- Seventy-nine six fifty. Uh, exploding Pimbleman. Eighty-nine four fifty. Jeremy Riley, 92,700. Ostrich knights have all gone to roost while pterodactyl circle overhead. Sounds like a nice poem, this. Got my best score by 30,000 on my final go. Is it just me, or are some of the jow sessions just watching yourself getting murdered by ostrich knights over and over? Yeah. You can you can start and just, dang, bang dang, 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 you're dead, aren't Yeah, you're
1: dead. Yeah. Jping Barbus, 94,450. I've been playing this loads. You could even say I've lanced a lot. Flushed face. I rate it higher than I used to. Never used to last very long before, but some YouTube tips have helped. Great game with trademark Williams graphics
0: and sound. Good night, with a K. Get it? Oh, oh, oh. Brian Haribo. 100, we into the 100,000s 100, now. 113,250. A nice classic. Didn't appreciate how well this game is presented, and the animation and effects are so good. They are good.
1: You have put Brain Haribo. Which I I kind of think your brain is made of a Haribo, one of the squishy ones. Yeah, brain Haribo. Did, 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 did. <clears throat> Rygar, 118,250. This month's game brings back lots of memories. I first encountered Joust in the foyer of a motorway service station forty odd years ago. If I close my eyes and concentrate really hard, I can still smell the cigarette smoke. <laughs> Seriously though, here are some brilliant aspects to Joust: the concept, the cabinet art, the less. Is more style graphics. Coming back to it again, however, there's something about it just isn't clicking. I reckon it's too much inertia for my liking.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, you you run along and you speed up to get an egg, and then you go too fast. You've got to screech your halt. And yeah, it it takes a lot of getting used to. Yes, Graham Ten Shearer's him off the t-shirt, hundred and thirty-four thousand five hundred. KMA, 148,350. Salbug! salbug has got a good score very good score 163-150 I really enjoyed this one and managed to improve my high score significantly after spending some quality time on joust this seems like a game of pure skill much like many of the other classic Williams games it is skill isn't it it's, it's
1: mm, there's not random must dash, be really. yeah it
0: must be yeah. but
1: I haven't got those skills Charlie Farr coming in at second Ooh. Ooh. 1 million of course 63,400. First 10B score for me in a while. Quick go at Arcade Club Leeds last night. Flap, 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 flap.
0: I know his highest is just short of 4 million, I think. Puh. Paltry score compared to the winner. Go on. And Tr- Tracy, 10,022,300. <laughs> I think she just stopped then. She stopped playing then. Yeah. It's five and a half hours that takes. Oh, my goodness. And she, she, she just... Just plays it and plays it and plays and she, she picks a game like like Defender or Tapper or Joust and just just hammers it and just gets better and better and better each week. Uh, it's week. it's so nice to have a woman winner. I, oh, I love yeah. I love the fact.
1: I think she might be our first female winner. Actually, Could it's be. really nice having the girls play with us on arcade games. And I'm delighted she's so good at it as well. It's brilliant. Really, really good. Well done, Tracy. Well done, Tracy. And it's nice to see Charlie Farr come second with someone getting almost ten times his amount. <laughs> it's the
0: only time it's ever going to happen. Yeah, well well done, everybody. That's a load wow. of players.
1: Yeah, yeah, really good. Ports and sequels. There was many, many ports of this game. It was ported everywhere. Mm. Uh, so many ports. Done by Atari Soft. They must have had the license for it. And Trev Triv says, Satoru Iwata, you might know that name, Nintendo's fourth president programmed the NES version of Joust. It was his first published game.
0: Ooh. And he went on
1: to massive things, did he not?
0: it Was he Pac-Man? No,
1: no. no. He, he was the fourth it president t- of Nintendo.
0: Did he do Donkey Kong? No.
1: He did the NES version of Joust. But he he led other projects as well.
0: Was he like a president or something? Of Nintendo,
1: which I've told you twice now. Like the fourth? Sean, Sean, is there anyone in there?
0: (laughs) Hey, butthead, is there anyone in there? Hang on, right, hang on. sequel, Joust 2, Survivor of the Fittest, released in 1986. A bit late to the party I, I think. was going to
1: say that's really I didn't realise how late it was but when you look at the graphics and the sound and it was on the same kind of hardware as um, it's on similar hardware to Smash TV so it must have been around that time
0: mm. it's a sim- similar game but it's made more fiddly by the vertical screen layout it's a vertical screen it's got a vertical screen you've got an extra button and you can turn into
1: like a big heavy horse thing which I think gives you stronger possibilities when, you, when you're playing. You, can, I think you can kill things easier, or you, you, you might have a bit of armour or something. There is some idea with the different characters.
0: I've put, by pressing another button, you could also change into a Ford Cortina. Idiots, and Hillman Imp, everyone knows this. It's actually mm. a horse. I did have a quick go on it. Did you play it? I've tried it off and, off and on. Rubbish. I've tried it. it's yeah, rubbish. It's- it doesn't work vertical because there's not enough screen space.
1: It doesn't work. It's almost the same game. It's got really cheesy speech. And you turn into like a shire horse, which I presume mm. gives you some horsey powers. I don't know. Skitty buggers. Yeah, it's just cack. It's a rare cab to find, though. I've actually seen one in the in the flesh. It's a nice-looking
0: cab, but I just don't like the game. Mm. Mm. No, not so keen. It's, no. It's a Curio. Hmm. Not one of them chocolatey biscuits, which is an Oreo. It's a yeah. curio, a curious Oreo went for a walk. A curious Oreo said, "Shall we talk?" Sure. Yeah. Just, just stop. Okay. I have gone. I have Forever. completely lost it. Changes and improvements. That's but what would you do go. to make
1: the game better, perhaps, or what did you do change.
0: I've put. I don't know where to start. It's a pretty solid game. The only thing I'd change is the handling of the bird a bit, less inertia. But it is stupid, bird. A stupid bird. But it is for some people, it's brilliant, and it's just not for me. Mm. It, it, it's a, it's a. At the time, it was a unique concept. It was like a weird, weird kind of theme to it. The graphics were great. The sound were great. I still think the animation really good when I saw it as a kid. Mm. It's just a strange game, and I know if you played it a lot. No, nah. with, with, with the you'd get into the the flappy the flappy bit, and once you, I bet it's quite satisfying when you get that good at just the tiny little alterations you need in the altitude, at bird, bird, even. Mm.
1: In development, there was talk of a scrolling play area, but I don't think they had the hardware to do that at the time. Did it say it, play or plate? Scrolling play area? No, the play area, a plate area is a cupboard, Sean, in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it would be more fun I think if you could chase burbs through different levels if they'd like run away from you or something that'd be quite good
0: there's got to be a level in the game that the plate area the plate area it's only a cupboard that's rubbish
1: be care of the cops
0: well enjoy enjoy I'm going to put this game needs far too much practice to get for me really to get remotely good at it as I don't have the patience for all that nonsense I don't I I don't but yeah I think it's it's undoubtedly a very good game Mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with it Mm. it's just it's just not for me Mm. right everyone's going to hate this
1: annoy obviously the above the other player to win mechanic is lame. It's just, it's, yeah. I don't know how it could be changed, but it's just too binary. Above, below. If you're if you're actually on the same level, you bounce off each other. I quite like that because it gives you a chance, and you do feel mm. lucky when you because it makes a funny noise, and the, the both of the lances twang against each other, and you do that. But it's stupidly annoying when you career around the places bouncing off stuff, and under a baddie burbs lance, an instant death seems that if you fly around too much, you get speared, which in my opinion ruins the game. Maybe if you were to hit the other player with some speed or force, it would give you an advantage. As regular listeners already know, I cannot abide games with inertia. Slippery burbs fall exactly into that category. Hateful feathered swines. Not too bad to control when you're actually in the air, but annoying as hell when running around. As per most early Williams games, the difficulty ramps up quicker than a rampy ramp from Rampsville. (laughs) After playing a bit of Joust, I can admit I really don't like it and I can't understand why it was a hit. Maybe because of the bizarre premise of jousting on a big burb? I think back then they did say they didn't want another space game and this guy came in and made something that definitely wasn't a space game. Mm. But I think the Williams developers may have been on... Illegal narcotics, sir. Actually hallucinogenic love drugs.
0: Next show's game. Okay, next show's game is my pick. Well, I'm not happy about this. Why not? Don't like it. (laughs) It's going to be called, what is called, Frenzy, which is the sequel to Bazaik. It's the terrible sequel that should never have been made to a classic game. No, it's, there's a lot to it. Am I giving away too much? It's different. It's a different game, but it is a really good game, I think. Stern 1982, Rom Frenzy, F-R-E-N-Z-Y. Lies are Default, three. Difficulty, not applicable. It's difficult, and that's it. Extra Life at 3,000, one single life. Extra Life, sorry, and that's at 3,000. So get your scores in children. Do you only you get can... one
1: Extra Life, then? Because on Berserk, you can get two. You get one at five and one at ten. This just says three, is it? Yeah. Mm. I think next time we do the podcast, we should just say frenzy. It's different, and leave it at that.
0: There's a lot going on in it. There is a lot going on it. Right? You have to read. You have to unwire your brain, which I'm quite. I'm playing berserk. Yeah, you have to. You have to change your thinking.
1: I can get thirty-five thousand on slow bullets, but I'm quite good at berserk for this mm. game. But. I have got the Berserk, uh, was it the BZ FPGA board, the little reproduction board of it, which has got Frenzy on it, and I'll be playing it, sort of on hardware. Any road up? um, I hope everyone enjoys playing it. Even if I think I will enjoy playing it, but it's it's hard. Oh, it's hard. (laughs) Anyway, please play it. Uh, Submit your score. Email to the site at vertvic at tenpencearcade.co.uk. On Twitter, hashtag Tempie Score, or Facebook as a comment on the podcast post. You can also use the Sidekick app, which is brilliant. Uh, you can send it on UK on on the uh, one of the threads. Uh, bearded hipster can come round and probably tattoo it on you. Or your nice. favourite auntie can come round and, and whisper it in your ear. <laughs> Be nice. Deadline for the score submissions is the twenty sixth of October, five pm UK time, please.
0: Yes, so thank you for listening very much, kids. Wait, we have Good grammar, well done. Yeah, I've enjoyed it, and we shall catch you next time at the end of October, when it'll be... You've noticed the shops are going Halloween mad already. You've oh, noticed that. Haven't
1: they just? Why?
0: It's a whole month of
1: Halloween. Here's a tip for you, and everyone else, before you go. Yeah. Halloween sweets from Marks and Spencer's. They yeah. do a, a round tub, quite a low tub, of jelly skulls and stuff. They're mm. amazing. Go get some. That's no. my tip to you. No. And on that note, thanks for listening, and goodbye. The Void. Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www10 you can email me at vertvic at uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at tenpencearcade, and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.